0: To do If he does nothing, he is, in a sense, giving consent to the right. sin.
1: When the government dictates what religion is, our morals will be stripped.
0: Well, they're setting it up for you guys, the
2: younger generation, to take the hit. They see a church that's on fire for God, that's the church that gets targeted. You're in a
0: worship saying, praise Jesus.
3: We are the Army of God. We'll dare to discuss what most churches never will. And Strive always to speak the truth in love. We are watchmen warriors victors I hear a Together we will speak fight the good fight and finish strong love on the run. This is David Hebner live
2: everybody david here welcome welcome to the 272nd show can you believe it over five years being with you without missing uh a uh a, a week except when you know social media kicked, kicked us off but yeah that's not that's not our problem is it I, you know, have you noticed people have been getting sick lately i mean um my son's been sick for like two months and i've Talk to people, and they're sneezing and coughing, and they're telling me, "David, I got some weird stuff going on. You know, it's not it's not killing me, but I just I can't shake it. You know, and and I've been hearing all this stuff coming from China, and I'm hearing, and I want to, I just want to lay this out, you guys. I want to see it in chat and see what you say about this. Uh, shoot me an email if you want, but Spencer, let's play this. This is, uh, I think, this is from the drive-by media, the uh, uh, the mainstream media uh so therefore it's got to be true right but t- take a take a look at this clip
1: hospital emergency rooms the sick children just keep coming from toddlers to teens mostly with respiratory infections including pneumonia it's been 10 days now this mother
2: oh we got technical difficulties
1: Health officials say the surge is happening not just here in Beijing, but in clusters across northern China. This is one of the biggest children's hospitals in this city, and it's full of kids who are coughing, hooked up to IV bags, are still waiting to get treatment. The headlines here about a respiratory disease outbreak triggered alarm bells and prompted the World Health Organization to ask Chinese authorities for answers. The WHO said china shared its data that showed no sign of a new disease so far saying in a statement the reported symptoms are common to several respiratory diseases unlike a then unknown virus that emerged in wuhan four years ago that unleashed the COVID pandemic back then china no. was criticized wait for a, lack a minute of transparency. Hold
2: let's stop hang on spencer stop i can't listen to this anymore i mean i listened to it once all the way through did she just say, and by the way, Spencer, who was this? Who, who, who released this news clip? Who was that? Yeah, Today Show. John. So that's like a mainstream. So did the WHO call China and actually say, uh, would you tell us what's going on over there since everybody's sneezing, coughing, you know, kids are getting sick and you and got some, some kind of flu going on? Would you please tell us the truth, Mr. Chinaman, and let us know exactly what's behind this because well, we can trust you. So what does today show say? They go, "Well, yeah, according to the to the World Health Organization, Chinaman says, well, it's nothing to be worried about. It's just another sneeze, another cough." Are you kidding me? That, when four years ago they totally lied about what was going on and yet are you are you telling me that the news media is reporting that the who is saying that they're believing what china says give me a break what is going on so folks there's something happening and it's not normal i've been doing a lot of other investigation i'm not going to bring it up because that's not what this show's about but i needed to whet your appetite and have you investigate it and have you search deeper and deeper and deeper there's something going on now It's going on at a time where maybe the dark side needs for it to go on coming to America. I need for you to be careful. Watch out. Uh, But you know what? You got the blood of Jesus on you. So uh, you are protected. All right. Uh, Spencer. um, I want to ask you a question. Did you ever get covid Spencer? Did you ever have it? No side effects. You had no side effects. OK. Now, whatever this thing was unleashed, I got it for like four months. I couldn't shake it, couldn't get rid of You know, it was it was it was a bizarre thing. Of course, we lost some great warriors. We lost Russ Dizdar. We lost uh, his lovely wife. Um, and we also lost lost Rob Skiba. We, we lost uh, Irvin Baxter, uh, To And I don't even want to give it a name, but whatever was unleashed, uh, we lost some great warriors Uh, in Christ, all right? So I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, And by the way, this is what Last Evangelist Episode 2 is. It's dealing with, what, the ramifications of what's going to come after some other crazy thing is unleashed, right? But you know what? I got my vaccine because my vaccine is the blood of Jesus. So there you go. And if you want one of these T-shirts, let me know. Uh, I want to get you a T-shirt. And like I said, Episode 2 is about... um, the vaccine, I play a cop and uh you know I bust underground churches because well they they won't register with the government, they close them down, sound familiar. And uh so anyway, I hear this voice and I go blind and uh God's voice starts speaking to me. And so with a Bible in one hand, a gun in the other, I go after the Antichrist. Well, episode two deals with what's happening. With the vaccine, as we call it, the insertion, the T1714, and the ramifications of it. Okay, it's two kinds of people: the kind that believed that the government would save them, and of course they didn't, and the kind that believed the the, the people that believed the government would not. They 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 didn't want to have anything to do with the government, so they're starving to death. So episode two is very enlightening, and I want you guys to um, to get involved in that if you can. Matter, matter of fact, Spencer put up Last Evangelist site. If you can put it up. And if you guys would pray over this series, um, it is uh, donor funded, It's it, that's the only way we're doing it. And uh, if you would like to uh, get involved, you can be an actor, you can get t-shirts, you can get mugs, mugs, mugs. You can get hat, hat, legalized Jesus hat, see. Uh, and you can have a walk on uh, and and But at least pray for us if you're not able to donate. But if you are able to donate, go to lastevangelist.com and consider um, helping us finish episode two, which is coming out soon. All right, very good. So the dark side is interested in you. Yeah, the puppeteer, the deep state is interested in you. But he knows that if he can c- control just one part of you, just a small part of it, it's not small, but a small smaller part of you. In other words, he doesn't need all of you. He just needs to control this one thing. He's got the rest of you. And it's called your mind. It's called your thought. It's it's your belief system. And tonight we're going to talk about that. You say, David, you cover mind control. I do. I cover mind control. But Tonight we're going deeper. We're going to artificial intelligence and how it is going to be used in Hollywood. But but not just for the bad. I'm also going to be talking about how they're going to use it. I don't know, just say good, but to actually, uh, you know, do it in a way that uh, it's going to be easier for them to make movies. But the problem is, actors, well, that's why they went on strike, they're not really privy to this because, you know, if a filmmaker can make a movie without an actor through artificial intelligence, you don't need an actor. And this is the writers, that's why they went on strike. What do you need a writer for if you can feed it into, uh, into the chat app and all of a sudden it spits out a script? We're going to talk about that with my guest tonight, but I also want to touch on the dark side of what they may be using it for and what I believe they are using it for. See, most of us are brainwashed. It's not, it's not artificial intelligence. You have to understand that artificial intelligence. um, Let me back up. Mind control is not always artificial intelligence, but artificial intelligence is probably almost all mind control. Why? Because artificial intelligence in and of itself is fake intelligence. It's not real. So therefore, the person creating this fake usually has an agenda, either for good or for bad or neutral or whatever. But this is what we are going to talk about tonight. I want to go to a scripture here. Uh, Go to Romans 1, 21, 22, and 23. You said David, is artificial intelligence in the Bible? Yes, it is, at least the way I see it. Romans 1, 21, 22, 23, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Now listen, here's the important part. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. That's the part we have to focus on. You see, back then, they laid things on images. Through artificial intelligence, you will be, I believe, manipulated, and even possibly there could be some form of worship in artificial intelligence. For instance, they can take and create an actor. They could take me, and they could have me do a show through artificial intelligence and say what it is they want to be said, not necessarily what I would say. I want to bring on my guest tonight from Hollywood, California, fellow actor, Um, He's also uh, in The Chosen, uh, the TV series The Chosen. I know most of you guys have heard about that. If you haven't, you're going to hear more about it. Uh, Mr. Sean Sharma. Sean, you out there with me, buddy? I am. Good to be here. Good to have you, man. Sean's going, who is this crazy maniac? Oh, (laughs) But you're an actor. I'm sure you've probably been around crazy people. Um, Sean, where do I start, man? I, I mean, this is it. Okay, so I want to talk about you as an actor, and I want to talk about um, Screen Actors Guild and why the actors didn't really, why they, I don't want to say stood against it, but they're very concerned about artificial intelligence. Can you dissect this for us and give us a little more um, insight on it? Absolutely. Where do you want to begin? (laughs) I was afraid you'd ask me that. Um, I want to begin, um, uh, you're an actor, and let's just say you represent all the actors that were concerned about it, artificial intelligence. What is it that you're concerned about most of all, the use of artificial intelligence?
0: Well, as we both know, storytelling, it goes back as long as humankind, and until very recently, our storytelling existed on stage. And it isn't until really the last hundred years that we've gotten into the motion picture business. And then really the last 70 years that we've gotten into the television business. And so much of our work now is done on screens. And the uh, intersection of technology with what you can see on a screen is making it so that you may not need performers anymore to create what it is you see on a screen. And we may actually be headed to a place where our work done as actors on screens is in direct competition with artificially created you know, material that's on screens that looks like it was performed by humans, but actually was not created by humans at all. And uh, so part of the future of acting may be to go back and focus again more to stage work than on, on screen acting work. I guess none of us really knows what the future will hold. We don't know whether, uh, Perf- your audiences will will want to watch a film that had no human involvement whatsoever. It's possible that they won't. It's also possible that they will especially with you, you know what we've seen with uh, machine learning that gets to know us and our tastes and whether it serves us, you know, things on the Netflix queue or whether it helps us get the content on our social media apps that we want or helps us find the next songs that we want to listen to on Spotify or whatever, those same algorithms can be used to generate completely custom uh, television and film content that caters to our you know, our buttons. It knows how to push our buttons, and that way it's almost like a, like a drug, like it knows exactly how to satisfy all of our needs for entertainment, whatever those needs may be. And mm-hmm. that may not be something that is easy for human beings to compete with.
2: Yeah. See, here's the thing. You as an actor, I think you'll agree. I'm very concerned about my performance. You know, when I do a movie, um, I'll tell the editor, use the second take of my close up because I, I like it the best. Now, I happen to be the director, so I can do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you as an actor, you have takes that you like better than other takes, you know, and you watch a movie, you go, oh, I can't believe they use that. That's, that's the worst thing in the world. So having said that, we care about our performance. We care about the gift God has given us how to portray a character to people. Right? Um, Well, Sean, if someone comes along with artificial intelligence and can recreate uh, Sean Sharma and David Hevener, and we don't need to be there and they can have us say and do anything they want us to do, not something that would come from our heart.
0: Do you have an issue with that? Well, of course, I think all of us have an issue with that. Um, The, problem is that, especially, for example, SAG-AFTRA, which is the union that I am a part of, and uh, of which I am a a leader of the union, um, we only have our contracts with a limited number of employers. So when we negotiate our, for example, television and film agreement, we're only negotiating with nine big uh, companies that represent the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, the AMPTP. So, All of the other companies on the planet around the world, they aren't bound by the terms of our agreement. And so while we have some opportunity to try to put guardrails around what these big companies can do that make them majority of the high budget film and television content that we see, countries and other companies around the world are using our name and likeness and voice right now. They are creating deep fakes. They are creating content where it looks like you, but it's not you they're tending to focus on more recognizable performers for the clicks and for the attention, et cetera. But right. nothing is stopping anybody with this technology from taking a simple photograph of you or me or anybody else that they can find online and using AI tools to make it a motion picture. And we are, you know, a, a, a couple of years ago, we were seeing issues with photos of human beings or what looks like human beings being indistinguishable from real photos, that's done now. You can artificially generate images that look indistinguishable from real human photographs. So Mm -hmm. the next phase of that is gonna be when they create video that is indistinguishable from video that was shot by humans, which replaces not only the performers, but all of the the lighting techs, the DPs, the directors, the support crew, the audio professionals. So it really is an an existential threat and a transition that we're not sure how we're going to navigate.
2: Yeah, because you're you're a man of faith. You're a believer. Um, and uh, to tag on what you said is you turn on TV and sh- you see Sean uh, in some film compromise, doing, saying something, you, you know, that, that, that compromises your faith. In other words, I don't want people looking at me like that, right? Um, and for me... Uh, they could take me as a as a talk show, whatever you want to call it, what what I do, and they could manipulate me and have me, you know, glorify Satan, right, or just do some crazy stuff. Um, are you concerned about Sean for the future of the industry uh, as at, for actors that it's going to one day come to a? They either have to succumb to, yes, I'll let you take my image, pay me for that and do whatever is in the script. Uh, or they're going to say no and they have to just do plays. I mean, do you see that day coming? Are you concerned?
0: That day isn't coming. It's here. And mm-hmm. one of one of the issues that uh, you know we have been working in this negotiation with the AMPTP to address is when they can ask you to be scanned and replicated and then they would be storing the data of your likeness in your voice and uh we've been able to negotiate some protections around when they can use it uh, and you know they need to get your consent and they need to compensate you for that but from you know i've had to you know take the unpleasant step after spending a year of my life helping to negotiate this contract um ultimately i was opposed to some of the decisions that were made in the final kind of weeks of this negotiation that led me to having to oppose the contract that is currently before our members for ratification one of the main reasons for that is our uh failure to secure ai protections that will really protect our members from losing work as a result of this and certainly there's certain types of jobs that technology will just make unnecessary and that's part of the cost of the march of time is that sometimes technologies come along that just are undeniable and will change the industry just like how cars and automobiles replaced horses and buggies so there it's not like we're trying to hold back the inevitable but there also are steps that we could have taken to protect the jobs that we could protect and we failed to do that in my view with this contract and so right now one of those big failure points was the fact that according to this tentative agreement they can actually request your consent to be scanned and replicated at the time of employment so what that means is unless you actually agree to be scanned and replicated, there's nothing stopping them from going to the next actor who is desperate enough to agree to be scanned and replicated. And when, right. when giving that consent becomes a fee for entry, then only the most powerful performers with leverage will ever be able to get a job without agreeing to being scanned and replicated. It-
2: yeah, because you know sean i mean if you think about it then the actors don't really have to have a lot of talent maybe the look right so so it's not about having the talent anymore it's what actor is desperate uh they've got the look okay i'll take that one i'm going to store his face when i need it i'll pull him out of the closet uh, i know on me uh just for my movies what because i make my own films uh there's there's takes i can remove from episode one where i'm doing some scene that's totally different. I can put it in episode two and make it work. I don't have to go back on the set again. I can morph that shot into, you know, the scene that I need. Um, I, I've seen where they, you know, when my movies go to foreign, in the foreign market, other countries, I've seen where they used to have just uh, to take, they don't do subtitles a lot. They actually do what they call dubbing. So when I'm talking in a movie, they'll have another actor that'll come in and dub it. Now, Sean, what is shocking me is I'm hearing my voice come out in Spanish and in German. Somehow they're taking my intonation or someone else is speaking it and through a harmonizer or whatever, it's AI, artificial intelligence,
0: it's me speaking Spanish. Yeah, the technology and, exists now and to completely do away with hiring dubbing actors to come in and dub things in different voices, as long as they have your original performance, they can now almost in real time adjust the way your mouth is moving, as well as using your vocal you know, tonality, a voice yep. clone of your own voice, they can put it in any language that they want. And so voice yep. actors who used to do dubbing, uh, voice actors who used to do what's called voice matching, where they would come in and do ADR, um, which is when they need to come in and re-record lines of dialogue that may have gotten right. lost in filming, or a line needed to be changed, or they needed to add a line or something if it, the original actor wasn't available, they would hire an actor who sounds like that original actor to come in and do that. That's gone because they'll just use the voice clone of the original actor. So voice actors are certainly in the crosshairs of losing some yeah. of the work that they've done.
2: Yeah, a- absolutely. We've got to take a break here, but um, we're talking to Sean Sharma. And when we get back, I'm going to ask Sean about The Chosen. He's on the cast of The Chosen. Uh, I think he plays uh, Shmuel. Uh, but but folks, you got to stay with me on this because it's so important you to understand what's really behind this and the level of concerns behind it. Before we go to a break, um, I I wanna play a show that's up on DavidHebner.tv, okay? And I'm gonna play the uh, first clip of it. This is the uh, Communism Marries Hollywood, okay? And I'm interviewing an actress uh, on this. And we're talking about, you know, we talk about Disney, all right? And we unfold it. Let's just play the beginning of that clip, uh, Spencer. What say you about Uh, Nickelodeon, Disney, places that the parents think is safe.
1: There were 45 goals
4: written in 1958, how how communism can take over America. And about 12 to 14 of those goals are entertainment based.
2: Oh, we're having issues. Sorry. Okay. Well, anyway, might go, go to DavidHebner.tv. Uh, put that up, uh, Spencer. DavidHebner.tv, and you can see on uh, we've got twenty channels. Um, you can see on David's Choice Channel, we've got that video up, and we got several other, other videos up. Obviously, the the Satan doesn't want you to hear the uh, uh, the trailer on that. But um, and also, you can watch Last Evangelist. Go to DavidHebner.tv. Sign up, and then you can go with us underground. Um, all right. Uh, we come back and we're to talk to Sean about uh, The Chosen. I'm going to ask him about uh, what's it like to work on The Chosen. And I got some questions about Jesus. OK, so don't go anywhere. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Listen, we have the new End Times DVD. Um, it's uh, I Investigates, uh, End Times Investigation. I have a lot of my friends on here, uh, Lisa Haven, Michael Lake. Uh, I have Josh Peck, L.A. Marzulli. Uh, Stephen Bancroft's. I mean, eight hours of, of me investigating things like Satanism and demonic powers, Illuminati, New World Order, Antichrist, One World Religion, End Times Miracles, Bible Prophecy. Folks, let me tell you something. One day, what you're watching us on right now, it's called, well, it's called television, it's called social media, it's called the internet. They're going to turn that baby off. You need a hard asset. When all this stuff gets shut off, this is what what you're going to be able to to learn from and to understand. So I want you to uh, text the word chosen to 91999 or go to Davidhevener.tv forward slash order or call 844-806-0006. The brand new DVD uh, of Last Evangelist, you can get it right now. Uh, It's limited collector's edition. It's got the new episode on it along with band videos with me and Michael Lake and Lisa Haven uh, Sh- Sheila Z- Lisensky hey everybody I am honored and blessed not to have just one new book out but two new books that's right two new books the first one is in times investigation i deal with hollywood mind control i deal with demon portals the alien demon connection uh, astral projection, program multiples, satanic ritual abuse, and much, much more. The things that I talk about in Last Evangels and on my shows, the, all my interviews I do, it's right here in this book, especially my life story. Also, true power, how to uh, access your true power uh, in these last days. Okay, um, It's a war manual for God's children. We need to learn the enemy's tactics and how to battle the enemy in these last days. Pick up a copy of this book, just text the word CHOSEN to 91999, or you can go to Davidhevener.tv forward slash order, or you can simply call 844-806-0006. Hey everybody, David back with you. Um, Hey, yeah, support the ministry, get the books, get the DVD, um, and uh, if you care to become a uh, monthly partner with us, uh, we're, we're a church. We're your church. Uh, you can uh, uh, text the word chosen to 91999 or you can go to Davidhevener.tv forward slash give or you can um, just call 844 6 We're here so that God's people can get more information so that we can understand what's going on in these times. And these are, I believe, uh, the, the I, I don't want to say the end time because we don't know what the end time is, but these are the days which Jesus talked about, Matthew 24. And that's why it's so important to get this this information uh, out to you. All right. My guest is uh, Sean Sharma. Sean uh, is on the, uh, uh, the hit TV series, The Chosen. And
0: uh, I believe I got that right, Sean. You play Shmuel in uh, The Chosen. Is that right? Shmuel. Yeah, it's uh, Shmuel. pronounced Shmuel, and uh, it's the precursor to Samuel. So it's Shmuel, then it goes Shemuel, then Samuel. So yeah, Shmuel. Okay. But you're a Pharisee, right? You're a scribe Pharisee? My character is a Pharisee, correct. Yeah. So are you the good guy or bad guy? Well, I don't think uh, Shmuel is a good or bad guy. I think Shmuel is a man who's doing his best to serve God, you know, doing what he was raised to believe and resistant, as many are, to something new. And he just, in this case, happens to be resisting the Messiah. But it's hard sometimes initially to tell the difference between a false prophet and the real Messiah. Yeah.
2: You know, I, I, I want to ask you something. Um, you know, I, I don't watch a lot of movies about Jesus because I always tell people I can read it. It's in the book. Um, but you said something in one of your interviews, which I found to be very interesting, and I want you to share that. Uh, and again, what I'm saying is not a judgment. It's that, please, I'm just, I'm opening my heart and telling you my thought, okay, my thoughts, please. all right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm an actor, you know, and I'm very, I mean, I'm open to all kinds of things, you know, as an actor, you you, you have to be. But when it comes to Portraying Jesus or a scene that Jesus is in, I'm very careful and about that. I'm very cautious because um, I don't want to add anything to it. I don't want to take anything away. And my concern is as a filmmaker, if I'm making a movie about Jesus, am I portraying Lord? Am I portraying you properly? Am I adding something in that shouldn't be into it? You know, I got all these thoughts in my head. Uh but you said something, uh if you can remember what you said. Uh if you can't, I'll I'll uh, uh I'll fine-tune your
0: memory a little bit. Yeah, what was your question about it?
2: My question is, how do you look at that? Um it, 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 do you look at it as if, well, you're actually telling people what scripture really is and is not? Or how, how do you
0: how do you how do you approach that? Oh, well, you know, my role in the show is pretty simple. I'm a I'm an actor, I'm a performer. So I, my job is to tell the story as it's written. So when it comes to the creative choices that are made about what to portray and you know making sure that it doesn't conflict with scripture, but also taking creative liberties since it is a dramatic television series, those decisions are made primarily under the direction of Dallas Jenkins, who's the showrunner and the head writer and director of the, the show. But we also have uh, two other writers um, who are uh, responsible for writing the show, and the three of them together, Ryan and Tyler and Dallas, they all make those decisions about what to write, and then we also have a panel of a Messianic rabbi, a Catholic priest, and a uh, evangelical pastor who all read over the scripts to point out any issues with things being uh you know to uh to to, if anything violates scripture or anything is concerning and they have those discussions to try to figure out the right way to approach it but from the very beginning and this is something that actually they say at the beginning of the pilot episode when you watch the show which is that the show is not meant to replace the bible the show is meant to encourage people to open up their bibles and see what the word of god actually says and if the show can help you know ignite that interest or or you know reinspire people to read their Bibles and actually look at the Word of God, that's really kind of the the, the mission of that of that of the show.
2: yeah, no, I got you, but it all you said the writer, and this is where it lies. You know, as the writer, you're writing dialogue that's not necessarily in the Bible. And what I heard you say is this is kind of an improvisation of it's a possibility of the way something could have been. It's not saying this is the way it was. It's kind of a, a, a broad, and, and I'm sharing with you as an artist, as a filmmaker, uh, and as a believer like you, um, that if this was about John Doe, uh, who happened to raise the dead, heal the sick, do all this stuff, I'd say, hey, you know what? I got no problem with John Doe, because it's fabricated, the guy wrote it, it's a good character. But when it's about Jesus and I'd say again and nothing toward it's I'm, it's all about me. I'm saying I'm not sure I want to stand in front of God and and go, God, uh, was that OK? You know, did, did was that dialogue. All right. You know, uh, so,
0: you know, I wanted to yeah, the, the, the guiding principle behind the team has been whether something could be plausible, not that this is how things were. But like if we were to go back and live at that time, it's, it's, an, it's a glimpse into what might have been and whether it could be plausible. Obviously, we don't have any evidence of the scenes that are in the show that are not yeah. in the Bible. And that's something that is the creative imagining of the team to try to create the world to make all of those events that are in the Bible that are in the show connected by... A wonderful dramatic narrative that you know people learn and are inspired by and connect with the characters and all of that so you know the the show dallas and the team behind the show will always be the first to say this is first and foremost a dramatic television series it's based on the gospels and they work really hard to both yeah first and, and foremost entertain but second of all to make sure they're very careful about you know the source material and making sure that they um, don't advocate for the show being a replacement for studying the word of God.
2: Yeah. I want to talk about you as an actor. Um, sure. mm-hmm. and, um, uh, you're, you're trained, uh, I, I assume you're probably a well-trained actor. You take, you've done theater because you mentioned yeah, theater. I've done
0: theater and taken, okay. you know, of course, a boatload of classes and spent years studying the craft for yeah. sure.
2: Yeah. And, and I want to touch on something that well, you and I, we, we didn't talk about this, but, um, You know, with me, I don't really have a problem being in Hollywood with my faith um, because God tells me when to open my mouth and when not to. Okay, I don't go in there and start, you know, preaching on the street corner, though, if God said do that, you know, then I'd have to do it. But but, you know, I'm very um, and Jesus did this. He was very cautious about who he spoke to. He was very he was discernment. The Bible talks about using discernment. Uh, So I don't have. I have not had the issue, and I do stand up. I do stand up for God. I don't let, uh, don't get me wrong. I I don't compromise, but but do you have, have you had problems in Hollywood being a man of faith, a believer?
0: Have you had anybody come against you? Have you had a problem with that? Oh, I mean, if you take a position, no matter what it is, there will always be opposition. So to take any position, period, means you're opening yourself up to being, you know, rebuked by other people. That's just the nature of taking a position, taking a stand. Because you make yourself a target when you take a stand. And so, right. I've had experience with being a target for a variety of reasons since I was a child. So that's not new or scary or intimidating for me. I'm. I don't seek out conflict, but I don't shy away from it when it's my duty or my responsibility to yeah you know, to engage in it. Um, yeah. And I try to engage in it in a way that I can be proud of. Um, and, and yeah in terms of you know my experience in the industry i have you know, you know as we, we can't necessarily choose our family though we can choose which of our family we choose to spend time with and how we engage with them but when yep. you're an adult you can choose who you surround yourself with and i've been very careful over the years to surround myself with people who are uplifting, who are passionate, who are driven, who are loving, who are supportive, who are constructive. And I don't really allow people into my inner circle that are destructive or would you know, drag down my soul or imperil yep. my values, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. being in this city, it's such a big city, there's plenty of people to find and friends to make and communities to be a part of. And be being an actor and also being an educator, uh, you know, I, and working in casting for a decade, I meet so, so many people that I've become kind of a collector of great people. And I mm-hmm. am very fortunate to have an incredible community of healthy, positive, passionate artists around me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I tell people some of my friends are, are gay. Uh, some of them are atheist. you know. Uh I love them, and they love me. I don't know why, Sean, because they know what I stand for. It must be supernatural. I think they'd look at me as a crazy person. You know, they just, (laughs) this guy's lost his mind. You know, I got to love him because I feel sorry for him. But but, um, I believe God puts people in our lives that we can be an example to without preaching, without, you know, we're just there. We're just human. We make mistakes. We, we, you know, Um, but the thing is, uh, and I, I I can open this can with you because I think you'll you'll understand me. There's many actors. I've worked with stars. I've worked with people, stars that are falling. I've worked with some stars that are going up. I've worked with people known, unknown, whatever. And there seems to be in the industry of uh, t- of uh, art, artistry, artist, whether you're a singer, uh, actor, but especially actors, they come from a place of, they're very liberal in the way of don't try to lay religion on me. I don't want to hear about it, you know, because they look at church from a distance and they see maybe hypoc- hypocritical type stuff, you know, and they just want to express themselves and they want to say, everything's okay with me. I don't want to, you know, because it's part of being an actor is part of expressing yourself. That, am I making any sense with this? That, that's kind of their nature, they, they just, are very open to things. And
0: uh, a lot of them don't really know and understand the true God. Well, I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist or, you know, but I can tell you that from my own experience and from what I've learned, you know, people have certain constitutions personality wise. And depending on what your personality is, people can recognize at at a young age, this is a very creative child, or this is a very, this is a child who needs structure. And so what you have is a push and pull between the very real need to preserve our institutions that make life possible and sustainable and and hold society together with values that are healthy et cetera, and then also the side of us or the people who are more disposed to challenging the status quo being creative thinking outside of the box constantly evaluating or checking to make sure that the existing institutions aren't destructive because they certainly can be destructive so I think artists tend to be more of the imagination creativity challenging the status quo thinking outside of the box and so it doesn't surprise me that many of them tend to be more you know politically you know left-leaning or you know uh, liberal progressive etc. Um, I think that we can all try, depending on what, however we're born and what our constitution is, to try to be well-balanced by making sure that we're not too far in the extreme in either direction, because to have constant change is unsustainable, but to have a calcified institution that never corrects itself is also unsustainable.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're talking to Sean Sharma. He's one of the cast of The Chosen, and... Um, when we come back, we're going to be underground. I'm going to take your comments, your questions. Um, maybe you have a question for him. I, uh, but I'm I'm going to open up. I'm going to open up Pandora's box, and here's what I'm talking about. There's so much misconception, so many myths about Hollywood, about actors, what they do and don't do in Hollywood. You know, like it's some mystical kind of. Oh, you got to be. You know, there's and and I'm going to talk to Sean, and I hope he'll share with me some of these things because I'm going to share with you my beliefs of the things that you may think about Hollywood really aren't true at all. But yet there may be things that you don't even know about Hollywood that maybe you do, do need to know. Yeah, I see him shaking his head. There you go. All right. So Sean, we come back. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, we're going to dive into that. And by the way, I just have one question. I mean, why does Jesus have to be white? That's my question. (laughs) (laughs) The GQ man, you know, Um, I said that too. I think it was Daryl, Daryl Eves. I interviewed him. He kind of laughed. I said, you know, uh, but anyway, I'll I'll talk to you about that when we come back. All right, Sean Sharma. I want to thank you guys for being with me. Um, I'm going to bring my wife on in, in just a moment. We're going to go to a commercial break. And there's two sponsors that I have. If you could help support them, because they support us. They help keep us on the air. One is uh, My Pillow, And I only run this commercial because I believe in it. I use the product. They sent it to me. I said, look, I- I'm not going to. Talk and it's good stuff. Okay, so if you gotta buy a pillow, if you gotta buy slippers, if you gotta buy a robe, it's good quality stuff. And then also, if you have an old car or a trailer or whatever, you can donate that. It it really supports the ministry. So let's take a look at this uh, uh, commercial, and we'll be right back.
3: Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last.
1: Life is complicated enough. Why worry about what to do with your extra car? Skip the costs of maintaining it, storing it, insuring it, or renewing registration. Car repairs, forget about it. Here's one easy solution to your car problem. Donate it to a nonprofit it's fast free tax deductible and if you donate you're going to feel incredible knowing you're supporting a great cause interested just call this toll-free number or donate online thank you
2: guy back with you okay like i said uh, david7 use the code name david7 you'll get a discount uh, and it will help the ministry okay please consider that and if you got this old junk a car or or a trailer even a house but you can't uh call and say i want to uh donate my mother-in-law because that's not going to work okay uh it can't be a a human being um just call uh well actually go to Davidhevener.tv forward slash car or you can call shenita what's that number they can call
4: it is 855-500-RIDE
2: 855-500-RIDE yeah
4: yeah and then for the home, there's a different one that is 844-277-HOME, H O M E.
2: H O M E, 844-877-HOME. 844-277-HOME. 277-HOME. Okay. So if you can get the, the, through those numbers, uh, that's a miracle. All right. Uh, <laughs> so she needed, what do we have with the uh, praise reports prayer request?
4: Wow you know, Levita shared how the impact of your ministry has just been tremendous. She says, it's been my life changer. And Cheryl Lynn Johnson says, I've experienced things that no church will even admit exist. But here I see I'm not crazy and I'm not alone. So I'm so grateful for this ministry. So very grateful. And oh. Levita and Cheryl Lynn, we are so grateful for you. And uh,
2: praise God. Yes. And this is God, this isn't me, this isn't you, this is all God using us. You know, he'll use a rock or a donkey if he can't find us. So, um, okay, uh, any other praise reports?
4: Well, happy birthday to Kenny and to our daughter this week and to Chris and to Karen. And uh, Rob uh, was with us yesterday when you preached your Sunday sermon, and he said, I am so rejuvenated for the week ahead every time I come here. So thank you, Uh Rob. So we're going to pray for Donna and her daughter, Jessica, for Denise's aunt, for the sale of Greg and Sunshine's home, for Janet's son, for Angel's cousin, Ellie, for Norbert in Switzerland and for Alicia and for housing needs for our volunteer staff in Atlanta.
2: Okay. Awesome. Yes, we are. Um, well, Shanita, um, yeah, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, do you have any idea, why is Jesus always white when you watch these G- Jesus movies? Why is he like the GQ man? Is there a reason for that? <laughs> no. Not Come not on. Much. Come on, because he's <laughs> nice to look at, you know, GQ man, you know. All right, I'm sorry. That's I'm not what I, said. What I, know. I know. I just put you <laughs> on the spot. Um, okay, so uh, be with us in underground. If people want to sign up to David Heavener TV, they can sign up, but now you got to send them a link. So they need to contact you how? They ha-
3: sure,
4: have- at the email admin at Davidheavener.tv.
2: Admin at Davidheavener.tv. But then next week they don't need to, they can just get the link.
4: Right, it'll automatically.
2: Okay, okay gotcha. And Guinevere, is Guinevere still on the line? Because I wanted to bring her on just for a second. Okay, all right, we'll bring her on a little bit later on. Uh, thank you, Shanita, love you, yep. appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, Sean, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, okay, uh, guys, listen, uh, we couldn't play the trailers on these two uh, uh, shows that are up on David Hevener TV, but I wanna put the card up. This is communism marries Hollywood. Um, and this is a different realm in which we're speaking tonight, it goes very deep, uh, but I'm interviewing a, a Hollywood actress and we talk about Disney, Nickelodeon, and so forth. Uh, so that's on davidhevner.tv. And then we've got how to escape the mark of the beast, uh, God's frequency. You got to check that one out. You can see the the thumbnail on that. Uh, go to DavidHebner.tv, sign up right now. Uh, Spencer, if you could just put that up real quick so they can see that, um, he's scrolling, I got 20 channels there. Um, the last evangelist channel, David's choice channel. You can see all the, the, uh, videos on there. Uh, we have the, um. Spiritual Warfare Channel, uh, channel dedicated to Russ Dizdar, keep his work alive, okay? A lot of L.A. Marzulli stuff, and just a lot of people that you guys probably follow. Davidhebner.tv. go sign up right now. Um, okay, let's go to the Lord in prayer. When we come back, I'm going to bring Sean on. We're going to talk about things that probably most people don't talk about when it comes to Hollywood. Why? Because most people don't know these things, and we're going to... Kick up some dust here, and I believe that you're gonna. I I think you're gonna learn some things that you didn't know, and I think probably there's some things that you thought you knew that, well, it wasn't really true. All right, thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for every word that's been spoken. You're not done yet, God. You're just beginning. But I'm praying for each and every person out there, and the sound of my voice that you've brought together tonight, to to allow us to go to a higher level. I'm asking for peace, I'm asking for comfort, and I'm asking for protection around the children that caught up in human trafficking, children that are caught up in abuse, the children that uh, are being sacrificed. Lord, I'm praying for that mother that's contemplating maybe getting rid of her baby that you're touching her mind right now. I'm praying for, there's someone out there that's very lonely, especially this season, that you're giving them comfort, you're touching them. Someone having a stomach issue, I'm asking for a healing over that. I'm commanding a healing in Jesus' name over God's people. And any demonic activity has to go, demon, you have no right. In Jesus' name, we cast you out. You have hereby been evicted. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. We thank you. All right. I love you guys. I appreciate you. we're not done, but we're gonna take a little break. When we come back, we're gonna be underground, members only, davidheavener.tv. But if you're also a member of Roku, Amazon, Apple TV, we're all still on all of our platforms. Uh, We're just disconnecting from Tubi. Uh, All right, love you guys, and uh, we'll uh, see you in about just a few minutes.